Folks, in our youth, when our careers were growing and expenses were high, we needed to get the most from our savings and the money we invested in the market. As we age, we need a safer strategy, one that can protect against market loss. We need to keep our hard-earned principles safe while allowing growth to provide us with reliable retirement income. Therefore, to learn about reliable retirement income, I highly recommend Arif Halaby's show, The Total Financial Hour, Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM870, The Answer. The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halavi, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, total financial. Good morning, welcome to the show. The Total Financial Hour. I'm Eric Halaby, your host on AM 870 The Answer. Hey, listen, we talk about a lot of things. Uh, when we get into the financial world, I want you to pay attention to two things that are, I think are pretty important. Number one is remember this is your financial life. It isn't your neighbors or your cousins. This is yours. It certainly isn't the host on your favorite business channel. Remember, all of those guys, their job is not to speak to you, nor is mine, really. Right? I, I don't know you. I have to meet you. That's why you come to the office. That's why we have a conversation. Uh, you can always give us a call. <laughs> it's a good chance for a plug. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. Okay. So why do I say that? Because our job is to give general information. It's to get, get you thinking, poking in the right direction. You see, before, I don't know, however many years ago, information was for the elite. That's why a family would save up their life savings to send one child to college. Because information was retained over in those universities. Meanwhile, you don't worry your pretty little head. You go back to work in the field or the factory. And most Americans were small business owners. Most Americans had a job or a labor uh, type of a position that didn't require a lot of uh, study of the classics, history, reading and writing beyond whatever uh, level is required for their position. So when this occurred, when all of a sudden you would save up for one child, and uh, just so you know, it's usually the oldest boy. Right? That's what it was. And, and if you would send one child to college, everybody would wait, and the, the young man would return in three, four, five years, six years, and say, okay, let me tell you what I learned. I'm now refined. I'm now educated. I'm now somebody. Let me tell you what's out there in the real world. Well, today, information comes to you. And so the system of knowledge is power, that's like three generations back. That has nothing to do with today. If knowledge was power, why aren't you all kings and queens, those of you with a smartphone or a tablet or a computer? Right, at least billionaires. Everybody should be millionaires and billionaires, according to Bernie. You notice how he doesn't say millionaires and millionaires and billionaires. He doesn't say millionaires anymore. You know why? Because he's now a millionaire. Right? He's the same guy that flies around in private jet, justifies three houses. Listen, I don't care how many houses you have. Just don't tell me how many I can have. Don't run around and throw throw rocks in a glass house. And so, of course, Mr. Sanders, who, who has won some recent... Uh, you know, elections, listen, th- there's no question his goal is to give away free stuff. It's always been 
the politician's story. Right? You, you understand, their job is to always give you free stuff. And if their job is to give you free stuff, then you better think twice about who's paying for it. Because the only way you're going to get this particular person elected president is if you take from other people. And look, if you just wanted a chance, you see, we used to sell opportunity in this country. We used to sell a chance. That's why you could be fired at any time or you could quit at any time. Now, even some of my conservative friends, guys, pay attention to this for a minute because this is important. You know, you've been with the company for 32 years. And it's time to let you go because they're moving because the state of California stinks. It's not business friendly and they're going to move. And so what do you do? You say, well, the company is going to give me severance package. What is that? It means you're going to stay home, travel, go get another job, really, and continue to get paid, whether it's in a lump sum or a monthly quarterly check, whatever, however they're going to pay you. But they're going to continue to pay you, let's say, for six weeks. Now, I know some of you get a severance for six months. That's great. But you understand in a severance, you're not working. They're just paying you to not work. Would you ever do that? Would you ever say, uh, company, listen, I've got an amazing job opportunity down the way, and I've been with you for 32 years. You've relied on me. I've delivered. You're counting on me. So for the next six weeks, I'm going to work for free while you try to find somebody else because uh, I want to thank you. you. You put my kids in college. I bought a home because of you. So company... I'm going to give you six weeks of severance, which means you work for free. And you guys would all laugh. You say, well, wait, wait, the company, I mean, you understand, the company is going to pay me for not working. Well, yeah, but just because you've worked for so long, for so many years. Well, what's the difference if the tables are turned, right? As Alan Dershowitz says, pass the, the test called the shoe is on the other foot. Now, I'm not expecting to change that policy or that practice. Even conservative, diehard conservatives will say, well, Eric, those big evil corporations, I want my stuff. All right, you can get your stuff. But if severance pay works that way, then you have to realize you're kind of getting something for nothing. There's a little bit of hypocrisy there because you wouldn't work for free for six months or six weeks. You get it? I mean, look, when this country gave opportunities... We now task that same organization, that same employer, to say, all right, listen, now we need, we need health care. And now we need vacation pay. We need uh, sick pay. And we need you to manage our retirement account. Now, this might be a great company that makes pens, computers, cameras, widgets. I don't care. But explain to me why you think because they're so good at one thing, they're supposed to be good at something else. Right? So then what happens is that same employer that says, we now have to take our, eye, our uh, eye off the ball, take our attention away from what we are good at, and shift it over to something that some government bureaucrat who has an amazing pension, who has amazing sick time and benefits, and really very little accountability because they kind of sort of don't have to work and they still get paid. And if not, they just get transferred. Right? Have you been to the local Department of Motor Vehicles? Post office? I mean, listen, good people work there, but they're going to be the first ones to tell you how there's laziness and, and a lack of accountability. Not me. I don't work there. I just go there as a customer. But you can look at consistent government situation where, where the government's job is now to tell a private employer what to do. 
I want you to de- to deal with this because this is leans more towards capitalism as we're now pushing towards a most more socialist environment in this country. Because if the employer's job is to give you a retirement plan, do you realize you better count on them managing that well? Because you're probably going to be retired for a long time. Probably, we hope, for the rest of your life. I don't want you to say, well, listen, the company is great at making computers, but eh, so-so with retirement. So good news is I get about four years worth of my retirement before they go under. No, that's not how it works. Instead, what would happen is you would say, okay, look, I'm going to have my retirement account. Look at, look at it this way. If you work for a for-profit company, your retirement account is called a 401k. Now, what does that mean? It means if you go to the IRS code of 401 subsection K, it says if you work for a for-profit company, you can put money in a retirement account. Now, look, some of you work for nonprofits, school districts, hospital, research facilities. School districts, I say that? Oh, yeah. So those have a similar plan. It's called a 403B, as in boy. So 403B. So what does that mean? Well, it's also called a tax-sheltered annuity or TSA. All it says is if you work for a school district, hospital, research facility, nonprofit, you're allowed to put money into a retirement account and not pay the taxes until you take it out. In other words, you get income tax break today when you take it out, and there's other rules, of course, that apply, then you are eligible to pull out that money and live. So this matters a lot as you are trying to kind of build your financial life. Here's why. Because you need to make sure that your goal is to have multiple sources of income in retirement, right? I I can't have you run out of money or because inflation goes high or your rental property is vacant or Social Security stops giving pay raises and inflation has improved or increased substantially. And how do we make sure we keep up with that, right? So this makes a lot of difference when your retirement life, as you're trying to build this over and over Uh, comfort, I guess. Because here's what happens. You do not have an opportunity to do this again. You're kind of stuck. Do it right, you win. Do it wrong, you lose. So your family has one choice with this, and that is to plan. So thinking, planning, building, creating, these are things that you now have to do on your own, right? Remember, because when knowledge was power, you used to, to, to know your field, right? If you were a blacksmith or if you were a farmer, you knew that field very well. You knew what you were doing. You knew your, your craft. Important to know that. However, today you now have to be the same as a big, big company. Not only do you have to know your job, I'm an engineer, but you have to know how to manage your retirement account or what to do with it or what the rules are with your health insurance or what to do with it. So this transition, now understand this, the kids in teens and 20s, they're not going to worry about this because by the time they have enough money or influence or position in a company, they will only know this as a lifestyle, right? Ask your 16-year-old, do you remember life without a cell phone? Not them, but you. Did they ever remember you without a cell phone? Or do they ever remember you without this thing called an ATM machine where you can just walk up, put your card in and get money out? Right, we used to have to go stand in line at a bank with our little passbook. Remember that? <laughs> and you would have to go in and you'd fill out these little de- 
deposit slips or withdrawal slips, and they were pink and yellow or green and blue or whatever they were. And you had to do these withdrawals. You gave it to the lady or the gentleman at the counter, and they, right? It was a big process. Now you just walk up outside. You can make, you can take a picture of your check, and it poof is deposited. You don't even have to get out of your car in the rain or the snow or the heat. You just take a picture and it's deposited. Swipe your card. Go online. Sit in your bedroom. I was going to say in your bathroom. You can do anything. And, and go online with your, with your phone and order Amazon or eBay and have things delivered directly from the grocery store. So we are part of that generation where it's transitioning. Just like companies are now part of the generation where transitioning. They used to have maybe a pension, maybe not. But everything else was your problem. Until it really became in the 80s when aerospace used to lay everybody off. Remember, people would make lots of money, everything would be great, then they would be laid off for six months or, or four months or two months or a year. And then another contract would come in, and aerospace is hiring aerospace engineers. Oh my gosh, electricians, we need people. And aerospace would go crazy again for a couple of years, and then they would lay people off again. So during that period of time, as well as the auto industry in the 70s, you started getting this, well, we're going to pay you to not work. Do you, do you know how, uh, I mean, listen, when you rob Peter to pay Paul, when you take from some to give to another, the person receiving is always thinking it's a good idea. If you're the recipient of a, of a severance package, you're going to say it's a good idea. You'll have a list. In fact, it will look like an amazing British novel. You will have reasons why you think it's a great idea. You will have everything under the sun. But my challenge to you is to think now. Think from, from the, the direction of integrity, of consistency. And are your values really your values? Because if you're telling me that you think freedom and opportunity and choice and that you can quit anytime you want, you'd like to join a union or not join a union, you want it to be your idea, not somebody forcing you to, then that consistency says to the other side, listen, I'm going to fire you because I don't like you anymore or because I don't need you or because there's too many people or you're showing up late or you're moving too slow or moving too fast or you're not, I, I don't know, you're not agile enough, uh, whatever the reason is. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's telling me I can't fire you because you're this or because you're too old or too young or too fast or too slow. And if I do let you go, says the big company to the employee, I have to pay you for not being here for this many weeks. And they create some sort of a, you know, for every week that you're here, for every year that you're here, you get a week, right? I've, all seen, I've seen all different formulas. You have too. So my challenge to you, is there, is there a reason, is there a way for that to be consistent? 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. How do you square that circle? How do you sit down and tell me that you think freedom and opportunity, which is what people wanted, the more of a guarantee, the less freedom, right? Think of it like a scale. Put more on the side of give me free stuff, you're going to have a whole lot less on the other side of freedom and choices and opportunity. Because then what happens is people make choices and decisions for you. Because your retirement account at work, you don't get to choose. The company says, here's your retirement plan. Here's 10, 10 mutual funds. Uh, we're working with XYZ company, uh, take it or leave it. We've negotiated the fees, says the company. 
the company lays out the entire plan, puts everything in place and says, you just go to work. We'll take care of the rest. So they don't even get you involved until the day you leave. And then you sit down and you say, hey, listen, uh, you know, I have a chunk of money. I've called a retirement account. What am I supposed to do with it? You need to get involved. I'm not saying you're going to be a financial advisor or financial planner or certified whatever. That's not what I'm saying. That's not your job. But what I am saying is don't trust your employer to do everything for you. That's not their job. You go out and find the health insurance company that best fits your needs. You go out and find the auto mechanic who best fits your needs. You go out and find the air conditioning repairman, right? I mean, you get it? You're not having your employer go out and say, okay, we're handling your health insurance, your uh, retirement planning, and we're going to decide uh, where your kids get their teeth cleaned. You know, we like this dentist, not that dentist. Uh, oh, 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 and yeah, while we're at it, you don't get to shop at that store. You only get to shop at these three stores. You would say, oh, you're crazy. But 25, maybe 50 years ago, I don't know, you would have said, you're crazy for deciding what, what health insurance I could use. I, I want to use my own doctor. Right? President Obama lied. Listen, why do I say that? Because after the first time he said it, we know he thought about it. In the industry, me and you, anybody who's in the industry knew that what he was saying was dishonest. So at first we thought, no, it's not true. Then people challenged him on it, and he, he backed it. He said, no, no, no. We went, oh, my gosh. He actually knows he's lying. He was dishonest. I love it when the media tries to say, right after, after this whole Chris Matthews uh, you know, prisoner release tape thing on hardball, right? Uh, I'm doing this under my own free will. Uh, I don't like these people. I like these people. Please let me go. Right? Disgrace. Done. Him and Dan Rather are now going to do a show somewhere after they both lied. Poor Chris, poor Chris Matthews. For everybody that I know that knows him, they say, you know, he's a pretty, pretty decent guy. But it's like the left is now eating its own. The further left you go, now remember the French Revolution, Robespierre? Yeah, now they're going after him. Right? He's like, let's go get him. And after a while, they're chasing everybody else, and he's at the front. And then he turns around and he goes, uh, why is the monster, why is, why is the group chasing me? That's the same thing with tax policy. It's the same thing with benefits and free stuff. You all think that other people should be paying for stuff. Oh, I think everybody else should pay for me. Why? Well, because I grew up with, you know, uh, one parent or this side of town or I didn't get a chance to go to Harvard. <laughs> I don't know. We have clients that, that uh, struggled. I can give you story after story. Anybody who works with the public who has a large, diverse group of clients like us We'll hear stories that will blow your mind, right? An immigrant lady who came here with very little had her daughter with her from Asia. She ends up attending what school? Harvard. Worked so hard, did very well, didn't party, didn't use drugs, didn't get drunk every Saturday, Friday, Saturday night. Surprised, master's at Yale. Look, I'm not saying that that's equal to success. But you just told me that you, you had 17 strikes against you. Of course, you could never do whatever. How about the people that work really hard to overcome drug addiction and go on to live amazing lives and, and contribute to society and their family? And other people don't. So it's obviously not, quote, just the addiction. There's a drive. There's an internal desire. 
I understand it grabs people and it keeps you for, from, from succeeding, right? We've seen it with alcoholism. We've seen it with, with acting. People have struggled. They disappear for six months, right? They get the mental health they need. They get the treatment. And then they're back and they're amazing, right? Maybe you saw a show called Iron Man. Maybe that'll help you. When uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr., right, he had a chance to be just another River Phoenix. Good man, probably. I think he was a good actor. But his destination, destination showed that he was going to die at a young age. Robert Downey Jr. said, listen, I know I've been found in somebody else's bed, right? He breaks into somebody else's house. Remember that? Disappears, gets all the treatment that he needs, whatever it takes. Now he's, a, 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 for all intents and purposes, I think a really good actor. He says, I'm not going to live, quote, the destiny that was chosen by others for me. How many people wrote him off? Right, all the tabloids, everybody made fun of him. And now today... A very successful actor. Contributes to society. Sober. What does that have to do with your success? Because so many other people say, oh, I've had that job and I can never do this. Look, you're going to retire someday, maybe, God willing. And, and look, retirement for you is different. It doesn't mean you sit in a rocking chair, wait to die on a, on a porch somewhere. It's the opposite today. It's volunteering. It's making a difference. It's teaching at elementary schools or preschools or junior high or being a mentor for young college students where you can go out, take your lifelong career for 37 years as an engineer, as an attorney, as a financial advisor, whatever it is, and you take that and you say, hey, guys, uh, listen, I don't care if you can pay me because I've invested well. I I have my retirement accounts. I have my rental properties. I have my my debt is paid, whatever your situation is. So your retirement now going forward is what? It is now about giving back. You see, that's an amazing retirement, isn't it? That's a different type of retirement than what you thought. Sure, you're going to spend summers, you know, vacationing in the mountains and winters, you know, in the Caribbean. I don't care. It's your life. You live it. But don't expect your retirement to be like everybody else. Don't expect a company to take care of you forever. Westinghouse, whatever happened to them. TWA, whatever happened to them. Woolworth Department Store, how about that? Do you think those folks are still expecting to retire? What happened to JCPenney's pensions? Right? You understand that a lot of these folks that counted on the company for food, shelter, clothing, retirement, health care, soup, nuts, I don't care. What did they do? Many of them are paying the price. So here's my recommendation when we come back. We're going to get into a little bit of the details of how you can take your retirement account when it's time to leave or if you are past the age of 59 and a half, you are allowed to pick up your old retirement account, move it to safety, get it out of the market. By the way, have you seen the volatility lately? Yep. You see, your company decides that the only, really the only place that you can put your retirement account and have any reasonable interest is in the market. Well, what if you don't want to be in the market? Well, what if you're tired of this volatility and the craziness? Tough luck, they say, because we control it, says the company. So my point is, I don't want your food, shelter, clothing, your needs, your expenses today to come from the same place that you're counting on your retirement tomorrow. Why would you put all your eggs in one basket? Your paycheck has to pay for your food, shelter, clothing, your children. Why would you also count on your retirement account from the same place?
wouldn't you say that my retirement scenario, my retirement life, I don't want to count on the same company. And all of you, all of us, can sit quietly and and list the downfalls, the, the, the deficiencies of our current company we work with. You just know it. You'd say, you know, what? they don't do this very well. Boy, we've got, we've got leakage over here. We have people stealing over there. We have an inefficiency over here. And oh, by the way, I'm going to be home when I don't get to keep an eye on things. I'm going to be traveling. I'm going to be volunteering. And by the way, I'm going to count on the same company to take care of me forever. Maybe not. Maybe there is a better way. So what can you do with your retirement account when you leave? Or when you are still working, but you're past age 59 and a half. You can actually pick it up and roll it over. We're going to cover that when we come back. 888-99-RETIRE. I'm Arif Hallaby on the Total Financial Hour. That's 888-997-3847. Stay with me. We'll be right back. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arif Hallaby. Learn about financial power. The Total Financial Hour. Now I'll retire comfortably Thanks to Arab Halaby Now every dollar's got a job to do Arab makes your money work for you Learn about Financial security will help you live the life you dream Learn about financial power Total financial hour Hey, welcome back. Thanks for staying with me. For those of you just joining me, my name's Eric Hallaby. The Total Financial Hour on AM 870 The Answer. It's 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. We're trying to talk common sense. Right, I want you, to get, I want you to, to, to get to think a little bit more than this pre-programming that says, you know, food, shelter, clothing, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm conservative with my values, but man, give me free stuff. And now I've kind of changed. I want you to be consistent, right? Dennis talks about this kind of stuff all the the time. Clarity is much more important than agreement. Be clear on what your values are. And then realize if you have an integrity deficiency. I think many people do. I don't think they, they do it on purpose. I don't think people run around saying, oh, where can I be inconsistent? Where can I, where can I mess up? No, what it is instead is we have to say, look, I'm going to agree with something, even if it isn't to my best interest. I'm going to make this happen uh, towards my values more so than towards my comfort. Because if the ship is going to sink and all you're trying to do is get your pieces on the way out the door, I think there is no hope. Because we know there's going to be a segment of society who are always going to want to get theirs. Give me it. I deserve. You know who I am. You know what I went through. You're rich, I'm poor. Right? You're, you're white and I'm not. There's always going to be people who are going to blame somebody else. Right? So, so I need you to not be that person. I don't care what your background is. Right? Listen to Larry Elder. I had an African-American couple come in the office the other day. And they said it brilliantly. They said, listen, Eric, we don't agree with 100% of what Larry says. I said, oh, okay. Yeah. 
And I didn't know where it was going, but I said this. I said, listen, I don't agree with my wife, and I've been married to her for 29 years. So I, I, I meant to say I agree with my wife 100% of the time. Right? So, so if I don't agree with her 100% of the time, how much less likely am I to agree with any other human being 100% of the time? Of course not. And so, so I kind of started going down that road, but I was quiet, and I listened. And she said, look, the reason that we really appreciate Larry is because he tells it like it is, and he has an integrity component to what he says that caused, and this is her and her husband talking, that caused us to double-check ourselves because we realized we had some inconsistencies. And listening to Larry really changed that, and I thought, wow, that's, that's, that's brilliant. So I haven't had a chance to tell Larry yet, but I will when I see him next time. Uh, because, look, a lot of people appreciate when you say or do something that isn't in your best interest, right? How many times have you gone to, to buy a car and the salesperson says, you know what, this car isn't for you. You need to go across the street and buy from a different dealership because what you need, what you want, I just can't do it for you. Like, wow, really? Well, thanks for being honest, sir. So a lot of, a lot of people, I think you need to have that in your financial world. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to get some award on a stage. There's not going to be a reward of financial abundance in your... No, it's going to be having a consistent level of financial approach. So, so let's go to this here. When we talk about a 401k rollover, you've heard me mention before, 401k plan is a plan that is set up by a for-profit company, generally speaking. Now, some of you that work for maybe UCLA or some other kind of quasi-nonprofit slash for-profit institutions, you might have what's called a 401a. I know JPL has it, you know, Jet Propulsion Laboratory. So there are 401As out there. They all act the same. If it's a 401A, 401K. 403B means you work for a school district or a hospital. If you work for Los Angeles County, yours is called a 457 or Horizons. They've trademarked it as Horizons, but it's the same as a 457. If you work for the state, it's a 457. If you work for the federal government, we have a lot of clients that work at... uh, it's called LA Center, LA Regional Center, which is out in Palmdale, and it's the Air Traffic Control Center. So if you work for the federal government, yours is called a Thrift Savings Plan. Same thing. You go to work, you make 50000 a year, you put 5000 into these plans. Today, you only pay taxes on 45000 So when you retire, where you retire, that 5000 plus the interest, all the money that's added, the bonuses, the extra cash, the, the matching, all of that dollars, those are taxed at whatever tax bracket you are and wherever you live, whether it's in California, out of California, in the United States, out of the United States. So you're going to have a couple of these out there. Sometimes when you go through your life, when you're working, you might have two or three. Sometimes companies merge. Right? I mentioned the aerospace industry earlier. Well, when you have Boeing purchasing other companies or Raytheon purchasing other companies, Hughes Aircraft, uh, McDonnell Douglas, right? If you've worked for these companies over the years, there's been mergers and acquisitions. You may have two plans. You may have one plan. So you can stay with the same kind of, quote, job, but have been merged into it from other places. For example, Verizon and Frontier Communications. I can go on and on, but I want you to get the idea. 
you may have different plans from different employers even though your position may not have changed because of mergers, acquisitions, buyouts. But what if you are 59 and a half or older, you're still working, you've seen the recent volatility over the last few weeks in the market, craziness, stuff we've never seen before, and you're thinking, I'm going to retire in the next four or five years. I need to make sure that I, that I can, first of all. How do we make sure you still can retire, financially speaking, and not running into, well, sorry, the market says you can't retire. Why? Well, because they're, you know, Trump, China, uh, Democrats, Bernie Sanders, the virus, whatever. You know, you've seen the conspiracy. Every couple of years, there's uh, foot and mouth and SARS and mad cow. And uh, if you go back far enough, you remember the killer bees, right? Killer bees were coming up from Brazil. The magazines, Time Magazine, Newsweek had all these match- massive graphics showing this swarm coming up through the Amazon, coming along up the Panama Canal. And what did they do? Nothing. You know, listen, we, we dealt with it. Certainly there was an impact. But it didn't change the world. It changed some industries, maybe. And we adapted. Why? Because we're human beings. But I can tell you this. When you are trusting your retirement account to the market, you're going to have a lot of ups and downs. What do we do? Well, let me be clear. From the age of 18 till about 28, I was a trader. In other words, I traded my own stock, my own, my own uh, mutual funds. I was an investor. It's what I did. So for almost 10 years, that's what I did for my personal life. By doing that, you know, I made some money, lost some money, made a lot of money, lost sometimes a lot of money. It's what you do. But after I had been scammed and I said, oh my gosh, I better figure this out because I thought I was the smart guy. So I went back to school, finished and said, I better start this as a financial professional because nobody else is going to take care of of my friends and family. Because that's what kind of happens when people see you as a good mechanic, they'll ask you questions about their car. When they see that you have pretty good financial knowledge, they'll ask you questions about their finances and their retirement accounts. So I said, why don't I do this for a living? Well, that was 24 years ago. I think it's worked out. So, so here today, what am I doing? Well, we're talking about you have choices. Because when 2000 came and the market dropped through the floor, not for one year, but for three years, And it took six or seven years just to get all of that money back. In other words, we went down and it took a very long time to come back. So figure about a decade. That means take your age today and go out a decade before your account balance says something similar to what it does today. That doesn't include if you're adding money to it, of course, but it's just your own money. So so what? So ask yourself, Do I want to reduce some of that volatility? Do I want to reduce some of that risk? Because look, the market has dropped substantially, but we're still about where we were last October, September, October, something like that. Okay, maybe a little more, but you you get the idea, meaning the, the, the conversation isn't buy low, sell high. It's, I mean, sorry, buy at the bottom, sell at the top. It's the buy low, sell high, meaning... We're going to buy somewhere on the bottom and sell somewhere higher than that. And we took a profit and life is good. After the, the recent Federal Reserve dropping of the interest rate, con- the, the, the conversation is, uh-oh, that's one of the rounds, one of the bullets that the Federal Reserve 
has just fired. It's what they're using. It's one of the tools. They could flood the, the market with money, but uh-oh, they've already done that. There's not a lot more movement. They can increase the ability for people to get loans. We tried that story in 2008. How'd that happen? How'd that work out? So if you are working and you think you're going to retire in the next five to 10 years, you may want to take some or part of your money, or even if you already are retired and you think you're going to stay retired for at least the next decade or so, it might be time to take some or part of your money, remove it from the market, remove it from the risk, remove it from the volatility, and move it to safer vehicles. You've heard me say this before. I'll tell you again. It isn't a secret. Any financial professional can do it if they're licensed. So we use fixed and fixed indexed annuities primarily. Not always, but primarily. So why do we do that? Very simply, because you're going to have risk at your job plan. That's the place that your dollar cost averaging. You're putting money in. So, so take some risk with the new money going in because you're buying when it's high, when it's low, when it's high, when it's low. It's, it's a math problem. It's called dollar cost averaging. But the money that's already sitting there, your old retirement account or a big chunk of what you've already saved, you shouldn't be putting that at the same risk. Because here's what happens. It goes up, down, up, down, rich, poor, made it, lost it. And meanwhile, who always gets paid? That's right. Wall Street and your financial professionals. So they're not always interested in a product like ours because, one, we don't have fees. But you're not going to make all the interest. There's two catches, guys, not one. When I say there isn't fees, you go, oh, what's the catch? There are two. You're going to be able to pull out 10% a year? If you pull out 10% or less every year during the time that you select, no, no surrender charge, no fees, no problem. You'll still pay taxes if it's a taxable account. But that doesn't change no matter where it goes. But there are no monthly fees, no quarterly fees, no deposit fees, no annual fees. But the second catch comes into play. There's a cap or a maximum gain. That means that's the most you're going to make in any one year. There's a cap on the top and a cap on the floor. What's the, the cap on the floor? Zero. It means you will never go below zero. You will never lose the principal or the interest that you have in your account today. So if next year it goes up, well, that's the new floor. If the market goes up again, you could make some more interest. So that's the idea. Pulling out 5 10% a year, no problem. You can live forever as far as the money goes, right? But take out more than 10%, you'll pay a penalty or a fee. Now, if you pass away, there's no fee to your, to your family. The idea is, look, this is a retirement account. If you're going to take a retirement account and the job is, I'm going to take this big chunk of retirement money and I'm going to buy an RV, probably not a good idea. Why? Because your RV just costs 30%, 40% more. I'm taking $100,000 out, Arif, and I want to add on to my house. That's fine. It's going to cost you about 140, 150, 60. Why? Because you have to pay taxes on this money, guys. It's money that has yet to be taxed, so it's serious dollars that you're going to have to pay taxes on someday. So your family's finances really work through this process as you are adding money each and every month, each and every year, each and every quarter. Okay, so I don't want you to go backwards with this. This is an important thing. This retirement account has a job to do. Look, it's different. You don't say that the $20 in your pocket is for the new roof. 
Why? Well, because it's for lunch tomorrow, right? It's for dinner. You don't say that your daughter's college fund is going to be for your vacation next year. Why? Because the job of those dollars is a college fund for your daughter. So don't ever confuse or think retirement accounts equal like a savings account to just take money out as you need it. I mean, you can, but the job of that money is not give me all of it right now. It's to give me a paycheck, a monthly check. It's to replace my job. It's to replace my income. It's to add additional income to my rental property, my pension, my, my social security, my, right? It, it's, it's a piece of that puzzle. Never put all of your eggs in one basket. That's my conversation. Like some of you know this. Look, this is kind of fun. You know, you hear that term a lot. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Well, my mom grew up on a farm in Michigan. And part of their job was to take the eggs from the chicken coop and they would sell them sometimes right? for a penny or whatever they would charge for them. And that's where the conversation comes in, where if you're taking the eggs from the chicken pen, chicken, what is it, the hen house, and taking them to the street where that those the honor system where you have corn and you know fresh eggs or whatever, you're not going to take all of the eggs in one trip because if you fall down, all of them are broken. And that's it. That's today's wages. So instead, even though it's, quote, inconvenient, you make multiple trips with the eggs. And you're careful. So if there's a problem, if you fall down, if there's a conversation about, uh, oops, whatever happened, and I'm sorry, well, that's nice. You're sorry, but we just lost money, says the family. Well, that doesn't have to happen. Right? So you, so that's where the putting all your eggs in one basket. As you were walking with all of your eggs, if there's a stock market drop, if there's a real estate correction, if there is a uh, earthquake, if there is a flood or a fire, you understand the system. If your company goes out of business, if there's a virus that shuts down your suppliers. You know, I saw recently this week, this last week, China has many parts to it, right? There's mainland China, there's Hong Kong, there's Macau. Now, for those in Asia, specifically, you know, India and Australia and all throughout the Philippines and Vietnam, the, the folks there that like to gamble but don't want to come to Las Vegas, they go to Macau. Number one is it's supposed to be even more brilliant. Very high class, high end. For the first half of last month, they were down 81%. Now, do you understand what that means? 81% negative. So if you were used to a paycheck of getting 10000 a month, and all of a sudden you receive 1900 a month, now you understand what 81% does. Car sales. There was a 92% decline in automobile sales in China in January. In that region, right, in Wuhan. Something like this, the panic is worse. And everybody says, oh, well, yeah, tell that to the, to the folks that passed away in Washington State. No, listen, it will kill people. I mean, let's be honest and be human about it. But so does the flu. So does choking on a chicken bone. 
Yeah, so does, uh, you know, falling asleep at the wheel. So remember back to my conversation about being consistent. Right, I think it was, what, six people passed away and, and uh, a thousand or so at the same period of time died from the flu. Now, listen, the flu is very contagious. That's why all you guys run around with the bacteria, you know, antibacterial thing. But you have to ask yourself, go back to science, ninth grade, bacteria, antibacteria is not the same as antiviral so you can use antibacterial soap and antibacterial hand wipe. and I, I get it, but unless it kills viruses, it doesn't matter because it's a coronavirus, not coronavacteria. Now, my only reason for bringing this to your attention, maybe others have by the time you, know, you're, you listen to this, it's, it's okay. Maybe you've heard it six times this week. I don't know. But I want you to calm down. My concern is this. If you're counting your retirement on whether or not uh, folks in the United States slash you know, foreign governments keep a, a, head, a, a good head on themselves, or if Americans and others don't panic, I, I, I don't think that's the way to live. I think you should have some or part of your money in a safe place. So that's what we're talking about, keeping it protected. So what do you do? Well, when you leave the job, they're going to give you a big old packet of stuff. Some of it is going to have how to continue your health insurance, whether or not you want to continue or can continue your life insurance, whether or not you have some sort of disability insurance, and your retirement account. It'll say, do you want to cash it out? Do you want to leave it here? Do you want to roll it over? So you have a few options with that retirement account. My conversation is I think it makes sense to take some or part of it and leave there anyway. Now, if you're prior to age 55, you might want to do one set of things with it. If you're past age 55, maybe you want to do something else with it. It'll depend on other sources of income. Do you have a new job, etc.? That's why you want to meet with a professional. A financial professional can sit down, go over what the account is, tell you what they can and can't do, and then you can see, yes, I want to work with you, or no, I don't, or I need more information. So a lot of this is preparatory for that conversation with the financial professional. Because one of the things you can do when you're changing jobs is actually take it with you to the new job. So why would you do that? Well, the new job is the only place that you're allowed to borrow from your 401k. So if your financial life is such that you may need to borrow from this someday, then rolling over at least 100000 or the maximum, I should say, 100000 might be the right answer. Now, why? Because if it's a current job and you have a current 401k and you need to borrow money, you can only borrow a maximum of 50% or 50000 whatever is lower. So, for example, if you have $30,000 in your 401k plan at your, new, at your current job, you can only borrow fifteen. If you have 250000 the most you can borrow is fifty. So at 100000 that's the break-even. So if you say, you know, I might need to borrow money from my retirement account. I might need to use it for emergencies because I blew all my emergency money and et cetera, so I need cash. Okay, well, if that's the case, then consider rolling some or part of it over to your new retirement plan. Do you see the reasoning for that? Now, if you say, listen, I don't need this money. I have other retirement monies. 
I have other sources of income. I don't need it for now. I want to roll it over and get it out of the market. Okay. You can pick it up and roll it over to us, to Joe. Mary, I mean, there's anybody out there. You can roll it over to any financial institution. The product is different. So let me, let me be clear on this. The product or service that is offered by each financial institution or, or professional is based on their licenses, based on the, the risk that you want to take, based on the rates of return that you're trying to shoot for, based on the fees, if any. For example, if you go to a stockbroker, oh, we sell solutions, financial products, and, and everything under the sun, they're going to charge you one and a half, even as much as 2%. So that's somewhere around $150 to $200 a month for every $100,000 that you deposit. But they will put you back into the market. If you're going to stay in the market anyway, you might want to consider just staying in your 401k. If you say, listen, my old 401k has some of the greatest mutual funds I ever wanted. Great, stay there. Don't jump out and pay more fees in a place. Where, where you're going to be in the exact same boat anyway, but at least in your old job, by not leaving, you're part of the plan where you might have lower fees. Okay, very important. If you are looking for a CD or a savings account or a money market, those kind of things that are sold by banks, then you go to a bank. You can go to a banking institution. You can go to a, a, a bank savings, right? You go there and you say, hey, I'd like one of these products. You're going to get lower interest rates, you're going to get high safety, and you're going to get pretty, hopefully pretty good service, but should have zero fees. They're going to try to send you to the desk of the guy in the back. But once you do that, you kind of cross this invisible line away from FDIC insurance and into the risk. So be careful when it's your retirement account. Hey, thanks for giving us a, a, a listen. I appreciate you being there for me. If you have any questions, 888-99-RETIRE. If you want safety for your retirement, for some or part of it, maybe we can help. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. You have a wonderful weekend. I'm Eric Hallaby on the Total Financial Hour on AM870, The Answer. Now every dollar's got a job to